This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young. We're here at the fourth annual Fabulous Cotillion for Fur Babies and Fashion and Rescue. And I couldn't even start this event, three day event, without talking to the woman behind it all who created a really wonderful event, both to showcase fashion designers, to showcase the love and connection we have with our dogs and to focus on rescue and raising money for rescue. So I'm here with Laura Sousa of G-Girl Productions, and I'm really excited to talk with you, Laura. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. Jody. I just have admired you for years, so this is a great honor for me to be interviewed by you. Thank you. It's a mutual admiration society. Tell me a little bit about how this all came about. Well, she and I had been in the dog world for 10 years, and uh, we used to compete locally, and I, I was very elaborate. I had my dogs, and I, back then, 10 years ago, no one had cars, no one had strollers. You know, it was not a common. I used to get cars out of garbages and paint them, and kids' cars, paint them and put the dogs dressed as policemen, firemen, and we were winning all the time. I would add my bird, put a poncho on the bird. He was uh, a policeman. He was a (laughs) pirate. And so we were unbeatable. So I, I basically got banned from the local rescues because nobody wanted to compete. And one of the things I did, I basically wanted to do was stay in the fur baby world. So I said, well, let me try my hand at doing a little event. First one was at a small country club, the Atlantis Country Club. It held, the room held 40 people. I had 20. I was like, oh, wow, okay. And it was fun. And it was, wasn't even a business. It was a fun thing to do. I was running a restaurant. I was a, a general manager of an organic restaurant. So I started doing these events on the weekends and tying in the local rescues to uh, raise funds for them. And then all of a sudden, uh, I said, you know what? I went to out-of-state events and said, boy, these are just not what I would think an event could be. Yeah. And I um, I went to the first Abacoa and said, I called him up on the phone and said, uh, I'd like to do a, you know, an event at your facility. I didn't tell him about the fur babies, God forbid. I got there and um, I said, you know, I would like this stage, you know, this three-course meal. I'd like a stage for a runway. Oh, and by the way, it's for fur babies. He's like, oh, you're kidding. I said, no. He said, all right, we'll try it out and see how it works. And from that point on, he says, you know what, this is easier than having a wedding or having children in that the fur babies are so well-behaved. He wrote me a letter of recommendation. 
And then that opened up more and more doors, restaurants. Now, Charlotte, we're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. I just am now working with the Omni Hotels. The vineyard that we're taking the dogs to is owned by the wife of the Omni, the gentleman that owns the Omni Hotel, Virginia Beach. I'm, I'm letting a lot of the cat out of the bag. Uh, we're doing it at the Founders Inn in Virginia Beach, New York. I'm not going to give that one away, but that one is pretty darn spectacular. And it's just grown more and more and more. And the more people see how elaborate the events are that, you know, I, tonight is the really big night that could tell you. And that's the, that's the ball, you know, that's the black tie. Mm-hmm. There's a ice carving. Uh, there's a three tier dog cake. There are custom squeaky toys with G girl written on it. There's, you know, six-page color programs. The trophies are, you know, six feet tall with Swarovski crystal uh, tiaras with the sashes. We have Mr. Cotillion, Miss Cotillion, the ambassador. We're going to talk about all of that. (laughs) You're giving it all away too soon. (laughs) What I am really interested in and what makes sense, too, to me is the elaborate nature of these events. It's a bit of theater, and that makes sense because of your history. Tell us about your history, because that is really very cool what you did. I had my master's degree in theater, and I was an incredible. I don't brag about myself, but I was an incredible singer. I was in Paragorio in New York City on Broadway, which is an opera. I did a bus truck tour of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I worked at Pocono Playhouse, Buck County's Playhouse, Falmouth, Paper Mill Playhouse. I came to Florida to work at the Jupiter. That's how I ended up at Jupiter, uh, Burt Reynolds Theater to do Whorehouse there. I did um, Parker Playhouse here. I taught. I studied with Lee Strasberg. I had a full scholarship because I went to boarding school with Susan Strasberg's daughter, Jennifer Strasberg, to this day, a very dear friend of mine. She brought her dad to see me in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I played Lucy. He fell in love with me and said, you've got to come to my school. So I always worked. I never was a person that was not working in theater. I never had to wait tables. I had a surgery that I did not tell them that my I was a singer. And I was two hours longer on the table than I should have been because they could not get the oxygen tubes out of my throat. And when I woke up, I had no voice for three months. So I lost tenses, the very much raspiness in the voice. Mm-hmm. I was a contralto, mm-hmm. and um, which is the lowest voice a woman could be. It's like a bass. Mm-hmm. I was slated to be the next Cleo Lane, if you know who she is. Yes. I was young, and they said, when you get to be in your 40s, that's what you're going to be. So I don't do pooch palms. I do a cotillion. I don't do a Valentine's Day dance. I do a Sadie Hawkins. That's where the theater. I did a salute to Broadway. I did a salute to classic TV because that's where the theater comes. That's what's bottled up that I, and I tried to teach. And I was, you know, those who can't do teach was what I kind of thought. And it was killing me. And 
the fur baby world opened up that theatrical for me. And you can so tell. I mean, that passion that you had for the theater, that you have for this now, it just exudes from you and everything that you do up on that stage and as you mingle and deal with all of the designers and your guests. And it makes a huge difference. I was saying to you earlier that I've covered a lot of events and a lot of them in New York. Your event, what I've seen of it thus far, is a very organized, beautifully done event and you take control in the nicest way. And you really make it wonderful for everyone because it is organized. People know what to expect. And yet they're still surprised by sort of the grandeur of it all. So thank you for that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And that means a lot to me, you saying that. You know, and that's what I, 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 I am a bit of a control freak. And I am a perfectionist. And I already have thought, oh, my God, last night we had the Vienna doggy cookie bar. I had the shot glasses. Why didn't I have put doggy bags that they could take some home? So, you know, I rip myself apart. I'm probably my worst. And that's what I am. I am my worst critic. I will. I don't really feel I don't watch what other event coordinators do um, in the dog world. I wish them all because all these dogs need help. I wish them all the best. I, I don't compete with anybody. I compete with myself. And I try to outdo myself. I think that the people who are hardest on themselves, it's what sort of drives them forward to get better and better and better. And, um, you know, I relate to that, too. I'm, I'm one of those people as well. I know we're a day into this, and last night was wonderful, Miss and Mr. International, the International Night. The judges, how do you choose them, and what do you look for in the judges, and who are the judges this year? Well, the judges, that has been a learning process. And one of the things I've added this year was a behavioral judge that uh, can tell if the dog is comfortable on stage. Is the dog alert? Is the dog enjoying this? You know, does it like wearing clothes? Because that's a big part of this. You don't want to force the animal to do this this, this fur baby, you know, so that's, that's one of the main things. The other is I look for the fashion. And uh, Chandra Hoover is one of the judges. She is a world-renowned evening gown for ladies fashion designer. So she will be looking tonight for loose threads, for the sewing, for the technique, for the technique. And this makes it more reputable for the designers to want to come in. Last night, the designers were able to go to Todd, our fashion designer, and say, you know, what was good about my design and what do I need to work on? And Julie Lancaster, who is a, a very known, came up and said, Laura, that was just fabulous. He gave me so much insight. And I really appreciate that. And that's the thing. I want the events to focus on these fabulous designers. And I want them to know I don't know who that wins until the end. I get that piece of paper. I have nothing to do with the judging. I'm control freak, but I cannot control who wins. What I can do is make the judges 
the most knowledgeable by saying, here's what you're looking. I met with them at a three-hour phone conversation, and then I took them out to lunch, the other group, for dinner. And I said, here's what you're looking. Are there any questions? Mm-hmm. You know, here are the different scenarios. You're not judging the mother. I, uh, last night I said, the moms could come out naked. Judges aren't even going to look at you because it's not about you. <laughs> it's about, and, and yeah. that's what I try to keep out of it, that it's not about, yes, it's about the mom showcasing their fur baby, but the fur baby's not the accessory. Mm-hmm. The fur baby is the star. Now, you mentioned Father Frank last night. Tell us a little bit about him and then the other two judges you mentioned, Todd. But tell us a little bit more and their full names. Todd is a fashion designer. He is uh, Hoover. He is Chandra's husband. Okay. And they have the business together. And he also does fabulous line of jewelry. So he has a jewelry line that he does of high-end jewelry that he's a designer of that. Father Frank, I just fell in love with. Father Frank is a celebrity in himself in South Florida because him and Rabbi Frank in October, they do all the blessings throughout South Florida for St. Francis of Assisi's you know, the blessing of the animals. And I know him for 10 years. He's blessed every one of my dogs. I'm fur babies. God forbid I say dogs. And he's very known. He's been written up in every magazine. So I said, and I really said, this first international, I said, the ladies are going to be really not being able to say too much negative on who the judge picks if I have a priest there. So I said, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) I'm, I'm putting Father Frank. And he also is a history buff. Oh, perfect. So that was the other thing. You know, when you become, when you go through to become a priest, a lot of it is learning the periods of, of the history of the Catholic Church. So he really knew the, the countries. Mm-hmm. And that's why I chose him. And also, for Jesus' sake, the real, <laughs> I felt a little more like somebody was up there, you know, looking out mom. for me. Yes. And then, um, and then Allison was trained by, and I always say her name wrong, Victoria Still- Stillwell. Stillwell. Yes. And, What's um, Allison's last name? Uh, Chambers. Chambers. And um, that's why it was positive training, not where you're being aggressive towards the dog. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I told her, these dogs don't do tricks. You know, Gia, we entered a contest. She had to do it. You know, she had to have a talent. So I dressed her. I had shenanigans make an outfit where she was a guard for the England, for uh, the palace. And she sat there and didn't move. I said, that's her talent. And I said, that's being creative when your dog has no talent other than we'll looking sit quiet. Pretty. Yeah, looking yes, pretty. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the awards. You started earlier, but what are some of the awards? Last night was International Night, yeah. so there was Miss and Mr. International. International first and second runner-up. Mm-hmm. Tonight we had the pre-judging that the judges looked at the photos last night, and I already know who won for photogenic. 
which I love the choices. And I, I'm kicking myself here, something I did wrong. I did two trophies, Mr. and Miss Photogenic. The first runner-ups were so spectacular that I am going to announce them and I'm going to get trophies and send them the trophies because I said, you know what, I should have done that and that's something that I didn't think of mm-hmm. and that's going to, I'm going to add it. I'm get the trophies and mail it to them, yeah. but they'll be announced. And then we have Gentle Fur Boy and that is the sweet, dear soul yes. fur baby. <laughs> You have Miss Congeniality, and it also is based on their evening gown and tuxedo has to be of high quality, mm-hmm. you know, and it by a designer made well. We have Miss Congeniality. That's the personality dog. Then we have the Ambassador, and that is usually a dog that I like a lot of the times for it to be for out of state because they're representing G-Girl in another state. But in South Florida, it would be representing at the Pet Expo for me. And we do the Delray Parade. I have a float each year to promote the rescue of the cotillion and G-Girl. So that's the ambassador. And then you have, I call it the Cary Grant and the Grace Kelly of the night. And that's the Mr. and Miss Cotillion. And they do not have to have the best evening gown, but they need to have, of course, high quality and the star quality. Then for evening gown, it is the gown. You can have a very shy dog, but that gown is so spectacular. Mm. That dog should win because the gown is spectacular. Mm. And the same thing with the tuxedo. So we have for best evening gown, best tuxedo, best evening gown designer, who would be the tuxedo winner, and the best evening gown designer, which would be for the evening gown. And that's the awards for tonight. That's fantastic. That's a full plate. Oh, yeah. Um, you also have little touches like champagne for the dog? Yes, they have doggy paw perignon. <laughs> and so right before dinner is served, there'll be, uh, there's little trays, and they'll go up to the table and ask, would your, uh, you know, fur baby like a glass of dog perignon? And then they are served organic chicken with steamed vegetables. This year I added little silver spoons so mommy doesn't have to touch the food. She can feed them with a little silver spoon. And then we have the three-tier fabulous fur baby cake. I think this is what we want to come back as in the next life, right? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So this is a trend that is growing and growing and growing, and I see it all over. You certainly see it from the inside as well. What is the next step for G-Girl? Well, the next step I'm very excited is because we're going national now. So in September, I am doing Charlotte, North Carolina, the Omni Hotel. That is the um, Magnolia Masquerade Ball. I love the concept because it is a black party for the moms. So the only color is going to be the fur babies. Moms can wear masks but all black. So the visual of that is going to be spectacular when you look at a room and all of these fur babies are the color. 
the yeah. pop. Yeah. And that I really am thrilled about. Uh, we're adding the pet travel agent, so we're going to have a day trip where a charter bus comes, takes them to a vineyard with with their fur baby, wine tasting, lunch with the fur baby. They're going to have a, a little chicken and steamed vegetables there at the vineyard, yeah. charter bus back. And then the Sunday brunch will be the river boat brunch, which is going to be fun. We'll have the best floozy, the gambler, the card shark. So, like, you know, like one of my ideas with the card shark was dressing your dog as a shark and putting cards on it, you know, this silly stuff. And and the brunches are more silly. The brunches, I don't require it to be a designer. It's just fun. The mom's dress. I tell the moms, you can bribe the judges then. It's just a silly, fun release at the end of the two, you know, bigger in it to win at events. Absolutely. And then I know you have other cities on the horizon, but we'll keep those under wraps for now. And we'll unveil them as they come up. You're also looking to get G-Girl and these fur babies and designers involved in Human Fashion Week. Yes. Yes. I've been doing uh, the Amazing Pet Expos, doing model searches and doing fashion shows. So I have reached out to Delray Fashion Week. Lori Nolan, who runs the green market there, is a good friend of mine. She's trying to work with me now to get actually either one or two of the designers in to have an actual where they have real models and the dogs are the highlight. Models are in black and the dogs are the highlight. And then I've reached out to Miami Fashion Week to see. And I do have a small bite on one of the children's designers thinking of bringing the fur babies in to walk Ah, with the kids. So that would be really neat. So that's really much, you know, I've been working so much on the events and I am, other than Phyllis, my, uh, my assistant, who's a volunteer, I'm a one woman show. You know, so I've been really working on getting the events. The next step is the G Girl models. My my next goal is to open the modeling agency. That's solely for fur babies, for dogs. Nothing else but fur babies. Where we have ones that do tricks, that do print work, and be that's in the five year plan. That's an amazing idea. There's now in the past couple of years an agency out of New York that pairs Instagram star dogs with big brands. You know, this is an evolving business that is becoming bigger and bigger business. It used to be when I started out uh, designing for dogs, um, and this is just a few years ago, people would still snicker, you know, and they'd say, oh, you know, cruelty, you're dressing your dog. I find that less and less. What's your observation? I find that less, too. Every once in a while, you'll have somebody, especially with Gia, because she's long-haired. She's in this big Ganna's, and she hot. And, uh, you know, first thing I say is, look under her, she's on an ice pack. Um, uh, You know, these women are concerned with their dogs and their dog's health. There's a little flu going around. Uh, Everybody went and got their dogs vaccinated for the flu shot before they came because there's a lot of dogs here you know so i i think it's less and less you know 10 years ago people didn't have dog strollers the first stroller i had was a kid stroller for jia and then 
you know, I, I was doing dressing the dogs. People thought I was out of my mind. Now I see the cars and I kind of snicker and say, did that 10 years ago. You know, if that's just nothing new, you know, okay, you think it's fantastic. 10 years ago, I went to Hobby Lobby and had this guy work to make a car that drove itself, a big car. So Gia had it. This was before they made them. So, you know, uh, I, I love that it's turning around. I love that people are, are really believing this are that these little fur babies are, are their family. That and it's just absolutely. not the dog that's, you know, chained out in the backyard. That that exactly. awareness is disappearing. Exactly. You know? And and you're helping dogs that's, that have come from those situations too, with rescue being such a big part of this. Tell us a little bit about the rescue. Um, I did speak with her, so, you know, I, I've learned a little bit more in depth, but tell us a little bit about the rescue portion of G-Girl and the Cotillion. Uh, the rescue is, for Charlotte event, 100% will go, door, everything will go to uh, Canine for Services. This event here is for Canine Rescue, the 50-50 the raffle, the live auction, all of that is 100% goes to the rescue and the sponsorship uh, goes to the rescue. So that's why I really push with getting the designers and they've been fabulous to donate. And I think they're happy that because they know 100% goes to the rescue. And I also, when I get things in, I'm a firm believer. If you do something for me, I'm going to do something for you. I live streamed every piece that came in on Facebook, thanking them, showing them, you know, and people appreciate when you appreciate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one thing that's very apparent in attending this event for the first time for me is, you know, sometimes you can get caught up or some people can get caught up in the competition of having your dogs in, you know, couture and being in a contest. But I didn't see that here. I saw people having fun with their dogs, and I saw them loving their dogs, and I saw them bonding with their dogs. And all sort of around having a good time and helping a rescue. And I really like that. And so it makes it special. Well, that's, you know, here's my four things of G-Girl. First, to raise money for the rescue. Second, because there's that fabulous world of couture designers to promote them to get them out there because Joe Smo doesn't know that there's designers that make these elaborate gowns for fur babies. The third is the camaraderie of going somewhere where you usually couldn't go with your fur baby, like a country club. And then the fourth is the contest. So, yes, I do elaborate trophies. I do do that. But I also say, you know, I added that to make it, yes, we could sit there and love each other's dog and talk, but the contest makes it a little fun. And there are some women that are in it to win it, and then there's some women that just come to have a good time, you know? And and you get to know who are the ones that are there that's really, and the ones that are there to have fun. But I try not to make that the main focus. I do make the focus on the designers a lot because what they do is spectacular and then 100% on the rescue. And if you win, that's great. But I always say in Gian, Jana and my eyes, everybody is fabulous. Everybody's a winner. You know, that's the thing. 
That is a beautiful place to end. And wishing you continued success, Laura. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. We've come out for some air. We're going to take a break. But don't go away. There's more fabulous fashion, fun, and rescue for you at the 2017 Fur Baby Cotillion. Go refresh that beverage, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Not pumped about cleaning the litter box? Try World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. That's right. You scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero Mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. And our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Dot com. <laughs> Linda Higgins is one of the original pet fashion designers in the space. She started doing it before really anybody. And actually, Laura Sousa was inspired and introduced to pet fashion and inspired by Linda. And that sort of started her on her journey. So I'm here with Linda to talk about what her experience was back in those days and get a little bit of historical perspective as well as what's happening now. Hi, Linda. Hi. Well, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> well, share it with us. It's We're all ears. It's about eight years now. I was very much into interior design. That's what I did. I rescued this little chihuahua that was under a pound. And uh, she was always cold. So one of my clients said, I think you ought to make her something, Linda. You have all those beautiful fabrics to work with. And I laughed. I really did. But I did. I found a piece of scalamandry fabric that was about half a yard, something. And I made her a little plaid dress out of silk. She was the cutest thing ever. And we went out shopping. We went to Atlanta. And everybody was stopping me. said, where'd you get your dress? Where'd you get your dress? Well, that's the start of it. And now it's just huge. Anyway, Lucy was the reason for this all. And after we did that, Bill and my husband and I spent time on the, on the uh, computer trying to come up with a website. 
We were laughing so hard. We were going dog dresses by Linda Higgins, and it was just awful. Everything we said just sounded terrible. Now it's classy doggy designs by Linda Higgins, but it started out really bad. And uh, there was a show in L.A., pet expo thing. Bill and I decided to go. We just decided to show up my line. I had top sales at that show. Wow, that's amazing. And this was eight years ago as well? Mm-hmm. Eight years. We, I'd only been doing, I only made three or four dresses. And I went to Atlanta to several boutiques and whatnot. And they all went, oh, my God, where'd you get your dress? So it's okay to say. But anyway, that's what started it. And uh, I came back and I made about 25 dresses for this show. We went to L.A. and I didn't have one dress come home. They all sold and then I took orders on them. When we got home, Bill said, what are we going to do with all these orders? (laughs) (laughs) Now you really had to set up a business. Now I really did. And that's when I decided that I was going to quit the interior design business and do the designs for the pets, fashions. They don't talk back like the human design clients. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) They speak to me when they get a dress, when they get a Linda Higgins dress on, I'm telling you, they all speak to me. And I've dressed dogs that would not even let anybody put a dress on them. And as soon as I put one of mine on, there's just something about it. I don't know if it's just the extra love that's in those little stitches or what it is, but they just all love it. And I I don't want to tell my secret, but I don't use Velcro on my dogs. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because I heard Laura talking about this, and it is really significant, especially if you have a long-haired dog because that Velcro gets caught. Please share with us what you do. Oh, my God. Now I'm not going to be classic on this. (laughs) You're the first to do it, so you already staked your claim. I guess so. Well, I use the Velcro around the neck because that's a safety thing. Yeah. Because I don't want any little dog get breaking away from whatever. But I do the wraparound ribbons. All of our dogs gain weight as they get older, so they're just like us. So this way my dresses will always fit. And if you lose a pet and you decide you want to pass the dresses on to another one, they're always going to fit. That's amazing, because as a dog parent and as a designer as well, the hardest thing is getting a great fit. And it's the most important thing for good couture, right? It is. Every dress I make for any pet is custom to their size. I get all their information, and then I file their pattern, so if they reorder, I have their pattern. But, yeah, this has just been the whole thing is that cannot put something on a dog that I wouldn't wear myself. That's just the whole story. I know there's a lot of dressmakers, and that's what I call them. I might sound terrible, but the market's been flooded with a lot of bad stuff. And and my prices aren't any, some of them aren't as high as the bad stuff. That's the sad part. You know, to me, there are artists and there are people making pet clothes. And they're very, very different. And the artists really do stand out. I remember mentioning to you yesterday when I saw you that I featured two of your designs in one of my stories. I featured many of your designs in my stories. But these two particular ones, they just blew me away how beautiful they were. Midnight blue, stunning dress and a vest. And that introduced me to you. 
It did, and I remember those. They belonged to a client that's in outside of New York, and they were Shelties. Beautiful dogs, but they were one of a kind. I never made another one. That's special, too. That's what makes it extra special. So this is your second year here at the Cotillion, and you also you handle the Cotillion in a unique way in terms of you choose only one. Tell us about that, what I'm referring to. Well, who wants to compete with themselves? <laughs> I mean, really. Tell us what you do. Well, I have one client that's asked me to do it two years in a row. I turned down two other clients, two other new people this year because I said I, I belong to Kathy. You know, Kathy Ledman Dawson, Kathy Dawson Ledman, however they say it. She's got two names there. <laughs> but Kathy has been very loyal and I did the first year last year with her, and it was, I mean, I just, I loved everything we did. We didn't win anything, but it didn't matter. I knew what I did was right, but you just know, you don't know what the judges are looking for. I mean, if they're looking for whimsical and whatever, whatever, I'm not really that. I'm just not. Mm. But anyway, I got off this. You choose only one, and this is your limit. You say, I, I only have one client, one dog, one dress, and you focus everything on that dress, whereas there are several designers who have several dogs in different dresses, all competing for the same awards. And there's no right or wrong. It's just I thought it was really interesting that you just had your laser focus on one. To me, it's like designing a dress. If I design a dress for Kathy, that dress is hers. I will ask her permission to put it in the line. If not, I don't. But, yeah, I don't want to, I can't do two or three dogs and and that kind of thing because I, first of all, I don't have time. I mean, I don't. I need to keep things going and, you know, i got lots going on too, but, and there comes Dolly. (laughs) Cute little Dolly has run up to Mommy in her beautiful Linda Higgins dress. Dolly is an adorable, what, five, six pound? Six-pound chihuahua, and she is the coolest coloring. You'll see she's a blue chihuahua. She's got this beautiful steel gray and fawn and white and these big brown eyes, and she just said, Mommy, pick me up, and now she's settled into her mommy's lap like she belongs there, and she does. Um, You'll see a picture of Dolly on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site, so you can see what we're talking about. Linda, what is the most fun thing about what you do? This is really a good question. I think that what it is, is that... Dolly wants to answer for you. I know. (laughs) I'm trying to think how to word this. I have had people say their dogs wouldn't wear anything, but there's something about my dresses that when I've taken any dog, I've dressed shelter dogs, has never had a dress on, and there's something about it that when, and I don't use the Velcro, that's one thing. I think when they get a dress on one of mine, and everybody goes ooh and ah, and oh my gosh, are you cute? They pick up on it. Now I have clients that have closets, and their dogs go in and pick out their dresses. That, I mean, it's true. I can give you names that they'll go in and they'll wait in the morning for their dresses to be put on. I've heard that before. It's really, we've come a long way, baby. Which leads to my next question. What are the biggest differences that you see today versus eight years ago when you started? Competition is a big one. 
When I started, there wasn't anybody. There was a couple in New York, I think, that did it, but not very many. And now, I mean, I have to say, once I introduced myself on Facebook, it just, they just began, they, they're all over the place. They're just everywhere. So I probably introduced it. And it's fine because, you know, hopefully they can make a living doing it. I don't have to make a living to do it. So that's what makes it wonderful. I mean, my mother and took very good care of me. And um, I lived on a farm in Illinois. I don't know if you heard that, but I grew up in Illinois on a farm. And my mother went, my mother studied fashion designs at the U of I. So my mother's a hundred and probably 115 right now, so that takes you back to when it was. But anyway, uh, back to the dresses. I just think that the dogs like the attention that they get, and whether it's my dress or another designer's dresses, I just think the dogs love to be, they like the attention. You see more dogs being dressed up today than you did eight years ago. Absolutely. I mean, And maybe more acceptance? Yes, and you know, it's gotten to the point, too, California used to be dead ringer. Don't, you could not have your dog even on the sidewalk. Now, it's, I, when I go out there, I don't have any problem taking my dogs in and out of places and, and the stores, whatnot. Some don't want you in there, but very few. I think our whole society has changed, that people are more aware of the pets today than they ever have been, and, and taking care of them, and, you know, we still got the bad ones. But, but the whole point of me is, is to raise money for the little dogs that have no hopes. And this goes back to me living on a farm as a child. I had no playmates, and all my playmates were little frogs and birds and owls and whatever, but... I grew up loving animals, and the, the main thing to me was is I can't stand to see these little dogs in the shelters that are just have nothing, and they're dying there. And I'm just going to, that's, I'm going to die doing this. I'm not changing what I do. I just you, hope God gives me enough time to really get it going. <laughs> you are preaching to the converted. I'm right there with you. And you have nine dogs I at nine, home? I have nine babies, and they're all tiny except for one. Velvet is probably about 40 pounds. She's a black, beautiful black border collie. She has short hair. She jumped on our deck one night off the side of the other deck. We're up on a up on Missionary Ridge in, in Tennessee, and we're all on a ridge, so she just jumped from one yard onto our deck. Well, we had her for like eight weeks, and we took her out to PetSmart every week to see if we could find her home. And I just got tired of it, and Bill, I looked at Bill, and I said... I'm not taking her to the shelter, are you? And he said, no. And I said, welcome, Velvet, to our group. <laughs> she just jumped on your deck, and that's how you, you got Velvet. She was dumped out. Somebody oh. dumped her out in the street, and she ran up their driveway and, and onto our deck. Well, she ran onto the right Please deck. Send any dogs my way. <laughs> I don't really have much more room. <laughs> Well, wishing you much success. Can you give us any, like, insight into tonight's dress? This is not live. Oh, my. Well, I'm over the top tonight. I decided that I'd been too, I've always been on the elegant side, whatever, and just proper. But (laughs) I'm hitting the limelight tonight. This dress is bright red, and it's got love is not blind on the collar. And on the front of it, it's got a crazy-looking lady with big sunglasses on that are sequined. And, and it's bright red and black and whatnot. I'm wearing that with black leggings. 
and my daughter, my daughters, my daughter doggies. <laughs> my little girls are wearing their black new dresses. One's black sequins, and the other one's black feathers. Wow! Well, you know, wearing the glasses that match the dress. I saw all of this, Linda tipped me off early. She showed it to me. And as a pop culture fanatic, I fell in love. And you will see pictures of Linda in her cool glasses and super cool pop culture dress on the Bark and Swagger page and her babies tonight with her. Can you give us any clues to the dress you have in the competition tonight on the doggy on Roxy? It's beautiful. It's not over the top. Never are, but it's organdy, uh, imported organdy, and it had um, a print of flowers on it. And I took that and I added uh, little pom-pom flowers to it and crystal beads. And she has a dress that's short, and then the long dress goes over that. Now, I'm going to get copied on this one. <laughs> already have been. But anyway, I made a long dress. It's like, oh, 30 inches long, so it's a long gown. But then she takes that off, and she has a cute little short dress to party. It's like a wedding dress. You take what? the long gown off, and now you have a, a little party dancing dress. Exactly. I can't wait to see it. It's peach. Beautiful color of peach, pink, and kind of a burgundy color. Oh, no, Yorkie is beautiful. Ah. Sounds great. I look forward. I will see you tonight. Wishing you luck and just to have loads of fun, which I'm sure you will. It's been great talking to you, Linda. Thank you. I love you, too. The 2017 Fur Baby Fabulous Cotillion has come to an end. We're outside the Abacoa Country Club, and it's been a wonderful evening. It's been two days of fashion, fun, and rescue and all my favorite things. So what could be bad? I want to tell you who won the top honors of the night. You can see photos of everyone who won on the Bark and Swagger page. Mr. Cotillion, the top honor for a boy dog, went to Cooper. And uh, Nanette Deronda of Shenanigans did Cooper's outfit. Miss Cotillion went to Autumn Grace and Lola Teaglin did her dress. Gentle Fur Boy went to Magnum P.I. And Nanette Deronda from Shenanigans did his outfit. Miss Congeniality went to Delilah. Danielle Purcell created hers. Mr. Ambassador went to Sir Charles Barkley. And Designs by Diane created his vest. Uh, Miss Ambassador went to Duchess. Sophia Loren Kennedy did her outfit. Mr. Photogenic went to Oliver. Miss Photogenic went to Chloe McCarthy and Linda Higgins did her outfit. Best Evening Gown went to Gigi, who took top honors last night as Miss International. She was wearing a dress by Glitzy Couture. And the best tux of the evening went to Kismet. And shenanigans, Nanette Deronda did his outfit. Thank you so much for joining me at this cotillion. We will definitely be back next year. Canine Rescue is the beneficiary of the entire weekend. They get some of the toughest cases of abused and abandoned dogs, and they rehabilitate them and find wonderful homes for them. So it was all for a great cause, and everybody had a lot of fun. Come back and see us for other shows. And thank you, Mark Winter, our producer, for making us sound so good. So remember, visit me on the blog, BarkAndSwagger.com, for great stories on fashion, home decor, travel, rescue, and more. And what are you going to do when Fierce Fashion calls? 
bark and swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.